So my biggest one that I did is I would go host wedding conventions. And what those are, I used to do the one in the Los Angeles Convention Center. It runs like four or five times a year. I want to say it's called BrideCon. And it's a big convention group. It's like Comic-Con, except... It's like Comic-Con, exactly. They have all the booths, <laughs> all the booths set yeah. up. So they have the florist, the choreographer, the wedding dressmaker, the videographer, the caterer, all the people that service the wedding, right? And it's made for, you know, soon-to-be brides to go and pick their vendors for the wedding, right? And I would have my little lending booth there. And brides would come up to me and say, hey, do you finance weddings? Why are you here? And I say, oh, no, I'm actually not here to sell you anything about your wedding, but I can promise you I'm the only person in this building that gives a shit about you after your wedding. Right. Everybody here is just trying to make buck on you on your biggest day of your life. After you're done with them, I don't even want to talk to you right now. I'm going to take down your name and information. I'm going to call you a month after your wedding because the most important decision that you're going to make is how you put a little bit more of that money back in your pocket. You're going to spend all this money, 40, 50, 60. Some of these people were spending $100,000 on their wedding. Let's go get you into some investments that can actually make some of that money back or put you in a position to succeed long-term by putting a roof over your family's head that you can build some equity in. The most inspiring stories from today's most successful mortgage brokers. Join your host, Scott Peckford, on I Love Mortgage Brokering. Hey, Broker Nation. Thanks again for listening to this episode. In this conversation, I talked to Christian Bach Elder about some marketing strategies that he's employed. And some of them are very interesting stuff I haven't actually thought of or certainly haven't done it this way before. And I left with some notes. I think you're going to enjoy this conversation. Before we jump into that, I want to give a shout out to our title sponsor, Finmo. Finmo is a Canadian mortgage application document collection submission platform designed specifically for Canadian borrowers. It's very easy for borrowers to use. It's got some cool features like smart docs. It knows what documents clients need. It's got smart submission notes. It pulls key data from the application for submission. And it's connected to Lender Spotlight, which is pretty much the best. Well, not pretty much. It is the best tool for searching rates and guidelines. It's amazing. Check them out at lendesk.com slash Finmo and check out this conversation with Christian. Hey, Christian. Welcome back to the show. Absolutely. Appreciate it. I'd love to chat with you about marketing. So maybe some of the stuff that's worked for you, what hasn't worked, what you've learned, because obviously as mortgage brokers or listeners of our show, they're always looking for ways to find clients. So can you share some of your best ideas, the hits and the misses? Yeah, yeah, 100%. My biggest thing when I was kind of targeted marketing, kind of like an engineer would, right? Like in engineering, there's things called like, what am I thinking? It's like a barrier entry, but it's an activation energy. That's what it's called. Yeah. I mean, that's like in a chemical reaction, you have to overcome some big barrier before you can get the reaction going, right? And in real estate and lending and insurance, the biggest thing is people not knowing who you are and you approaching someone and coming off as a salesman, right? Nobody likes a salesman. Nobody likes a realtor unless you're looking for a house, right? right? So I would try to maintain marketing tactics that would help me jump past that to start so that it would be, you know, on to step two without having to overcome that barrier of entry. And the ways that I found to do it, this will make more sense after I explain it, but targeting events and locations where people were already looking for my services. And I'll explain what I mean by that. So number one, obviously, you know, with bigger pockets, I used to go on the forums of bigger pockets. I used to navigate real estate meetup posts and groups on Facebook, you know, go through all those and just put myself out there, right? Respond to people, say, hey, be happy to help you out. Here's my credentials. Here's who I am. And now it's not weird that I'm just approaching someone on a cold call or a door knock, right? Like right. you're already on a service where you're looking for this advice. You're already on bigger pockets. That means you're interested in real estate. That means you're probably interested in financing. Let's have a talk about financing. I don't charge consultation fees. I don't have application fees. Let's just talk and see if I can help you. Cool, right? That was one. Number two, one that I did very well with was I would go host conventions. So my biggest one that I did is I would go host wedding conventions. And what those are, 
I used to do the one in the Los Angeles Convention Center. It runs like four or five times a year. I want to say it's called BrideCon. And it's a big convention group. It's like Comic-Con, except... It's like Comic-Con, exactly. They have all the booths. <laughs> all the booths set yeah. up. So they have the florist, the choreographer, the wedding dressmaker, the videographer, the caterer, all the people that service the wedding, right? And it's made for, you know, soon-to-be brides to go and pick their vendors for the wedding, right? And I would have my little lending booth there. And brides would come up to me and say, hey, do you finance weddings? Why are you here? And I say, oh, no, I'm actually not here to sell you anything about your wedding, but I can promise you I'm the only person in this building that gives a shit about you after your wedding. Right. Everybody here is just trying to make buck on you on your biggest day of your life. After you're done with them, I don't even want to talk to you right now. I'm going to take down your name and information. I'm going to call you a month after your wedding because the most important decision that you're going to make is how you put a little bit more of that money back in your pocket. You're going to spend all this money, 40, 50, 60. Some of these people were spending $100,000 on their wedding. Let's go get you into some investments that can actually make some of that money back or put you in a position to succeed long-term by putting a roof over your family's head that you can build some equity in, right? Right. And that just kind of blindsided them. They're like, oh my God. And now I have a list. When you host a conference, you also get a list of all the attendees and their wedding day. So I had, you know, 1,500 emails and phone numbers of brides and their wedding day, which means I had a day to congratulate them. I had a three-week period to follow up them after their honeymoon. And I had people who just went through a really big event that usually after a wedding, people want to go buy a house. People want to start finalizing some stuff and getting serious, right? People want to start thinking about kids and you need to expand and have more bedrooms. And these are also people that I filtered out that have money because people who go get eloped at the courthouse don't attend bridal conventions. These are people spending tens of thousands of dollars on their wedding, which right. means so you're probably the touching in a stock pond. Well, the first one was a stock pond, which is the people are talking about investment real estate in yep. the forum. You're answering questions, building rapport, building network. The second one is you're fishing in upstream before they even come to your pond. It's like 100%. the pond before the pond. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you're going to go here next. I already know where you're going. I'm just going to put my flag in my booth here and we're going to build a relationship. So like how much business would you say you got from doing that? That's a brilliant idea. But I would say every conference, gosh, probably, I mean, I would get probably a thousand to 1500 names. I'd probably, I mean, not super high conversion ratios, but every conference I'd probably have 15, 20 people that turned into buyers. That's probably fairly conservative as well. And obviously it's part of your follow-up. You know, you have to actually email these people on their wedding and congratulate them and, you know, follow up with them after their honeymoon because nobody's going to buy a house a week before their wedding, right? Right. But, and granted, at certain points in time, if I was busy or not, my follow-up could have been better on, you know, some. But I think getting 15 to 20 an event, if you have any reasonable sales capacity is totally reasonable. And I mean, you multiply what your average commission is per loan, that could be significant income when the ticket for the booth costs like 900 bucks. It's right. super cheap to host those things, right? Right. And, um, and you stand out because you're the one thing that like, yeah. I was always so, the only lender there. I never did one of those with another lender in the building. So what would your booth look like? So somebody's thinking about doing something like this. What did you put in? I actually, booth? so I did some trial and error with this and I found better results when I actually dumbed it down a little bit. So I didn't try to flood people with information. My best producing one was when I did a wine raffle. I went and bought like 10 bottles of wine. And I said, just leave your name here and ask me three questions about real estate. So you literally just have to sit here with me. And I said, I don't need any information from you because I have the attender vendee list. Just leave your name on my check-in so that I can match it up with your email and phone number that I have. And all I want you to do is ask me three questions about real estate or finance. And they're like, okay, what do you mean? Well, uh, how much down payment do you have to have to buy a house? Oh, it's actually not 20. Is that what you thought it was? Oh uh, yeah, for a primary, you can actually put three and a half percent down for an FHA loan. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Okay, so like, what are the rates for those? Oh, rates are Question you know for two. Good, you're ahead of me now. That's your second question. Beautiful, but I'm already getting them like 
oh shit okay so now okay on to you just need to make a meaningful connection so that 100 up is not just you're not trying to sell anything you're just meaningful connection 100 something to think about so that and then at the end of the day i still raffled off 10 bottles of wine and i got some nice i got like you know 50 dollars bottles of wine the brides loved it you know now you got a wine bottle from your future mortgage broker and they were you know super stoked about that one bottle or would they get 10 bottles how did it work i would would give away raffles for one bottle and i had 10 winning tickets i see so then you could have more winners more 100 love around rather than one you know 10 like yeah 100 percent I played around with like the quality of the wine too, you know, to see if that was any, you know, more likelihood of people coming up to the booth. It wasn't really like people want a free bottle of wine, whether it's a $10 bottle or a hundred dollar bottle, typically. Right. Dude, it could almost be a box. So like, yeah, that's what I'm getting free. at. Yeah. If I was yeah. giving away something free, people were coming up and it wasn't really proportionally related to the quality of the wine, which is really fun. I like that you made it just ask me some questions and it was just get the meaningful connection. You're not yeah. going to get anything from write down your name so I can match you with the list. 100%. And- I wasn't trying to sell them anything on that day. That's, I think, the biggest thing. People go to those conferences and try to convert everybody they see. Those are the people who fail because you get a little burnout, right? I would just say, hey, let's have a conversation. I can give you some free stuff. How's that sound? Right? And of course, people are going to come talk to me, right? Like You don't sound like an engineer. An engineer in thinking, but your communication and your thinking around marketing is not how an engineer. Like, yeah. Which is why I was probably why you didn't fit in. I, into, I like, felt no very fit. weird. Yeah. I felt very weird is that I had the brain for it, but I did not have the desire or the social traits for it. I guess you can say, I mean, I did similar stuff at Starbucks. I had a buddy who was a manager at Starbucks every Tuesday. I would do coffee and a quote and I would post it on my local Facebook. I'd post it on next door. I'd post it on these apps and I would literally go to Starbucks and I would buy out like 15 tubs of coffee. And I told the manager, Hey, I don't want to impact your sales. So like, I'm going to buy from you. Right. But are you cool if I just sit outside the front door and just sell black coffee? Right. And he's like, oh, well, you can't sell. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm not going to sell it. It's going to be a giveaway. I just have to buy it from you. So you don't feel like I'm ripping you off a business. And I would sit outside with like 10 of the carrying cases of coffee. They serve like 20 or 30 drinks of coffee. And I'd have my little table that had my little logo there. And it was right next door to, I think, a Subway or Jersey Mike's, one of the sandwich shops. It was right next door to one. So people come in there would see free coffee. And I'd have a big sign that'd say free coffee, free Starbucks. And people would come up to me and I'd use that same line. Hey, all you got to do is ask me three questions about finance and leave me an email to contact you at. Three questions. And they're like, do I have to pay for anything? Nope, three questions. And the most, I always use this joke, by the time they asked their three questions, the most common response was, can I ask a fourth one? Right. No. And if you're asking me a fourth question, I already won. Like I won. Yeah, yeah. I'm really big on when I'm marketing. I don't introduce myself first. So I don't say, oh, I'm a mortgage broker and I service these states and this is what I can do. And these are my products. So this, I just say, hey, let's you're have a conversation. You're not doing the blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You're hey, just, let's have a conversation. Yeah. Just have a conversation. Hey, you want some free coffee? Let's have a conversation. Oh, what do you do? Oh, I'm a lender. Oh, what does that look like? Well, I help people finance the acquisition of real estate. Oh, can I buy real estate? Sure. We can absolutely talk about it. I'm not sure because I have to see your file. Right. And then we'd start going down that path. Right. But it always started with trying to get the prospective client to ask me because that overcomes that barrier of entry. If I'm so how answering many, so questions you sat first, there for a day, you'd buy how many of these little craft things would you buy? I buy five of them. And if my memory serves me right, each one would serve between 20 and 25 cups of coffee. So I buy five, I buy about 100 to 150 cups of coffee. And then how big of a list would you build from something like that? Every cup of coffee got a person. So 150 people. And Starbucks was like, those guess depends on the manager, but they didn't care. I had a buddy who was a manager, but I also told them I want to 
buy this from you guys, right? I'm going to purchase coffee. That wasn't free coffee. I purchased the coffee. So just because I'm giving it away to people, like Starbucks still made money off that, right? It's the same oh, cup of coffee they were selling. You actually made it easier because now people just take that coffee. Now, now I'm making your line easier, right? Then there's less, less people, people to complain to you about. Exactly. Now I wouldn't do like fancy drinks. I would just do black coffee. Hey, if you want a yeah. Frappuccino, still walk inside, right? But a lot of times, you know, the mom brings their kid and they get the kid a Frappuccino. Mom would get black coffee, right? Right. You know, uh, Jesse Isler did that. So I don't know if you heard the story. So he, mm -hmm. when he started, I think it was NetJets, which is a company sold to Warren Buffett. It was basically fractional ownership of private jets. Yeah, yeah. So they're like, hey, we convinced this marquee jet, I think was, to give them jets to use for this fractional thing. And they're like, we need to get in front of people who would use private jets. We heard of this conference called TED. It's a TED talk. So he flies out there not knowing you're not getting in there. Like, there's no chance you're getting a ticket oh, to this thing. Funny. <laughs> so he gets there and he's like, you can't get in. Like, there's no chance you're getting on the list. You can't get in. And so he sees at the conference in the break, everybody's coming across the street to the Starbucks and they're all wearing the TED things. So he goes in and he buys all of the muffins, like all of them. And he sits <laughs> out front with the muffins and he's like, hey, just if anybody wants a muffin, tell him I got him. I'll give him a muffin. And How he just funny. used that. And his very first customer he got from a guy that came and got a free muffin. I love and it. Then, That's funny. And so Pretty similar. That yeah. Is, yeah. I'm like, dude, like it works. I can tell you it works. Free stuff, man. Holy cow. I mean, I can give examples all day. I did the same thing at hospitals, right? I used to cater food and dinner at the conference rooms and hospitals and just put a bulletin board on the nursing floor. Hey, if you're a nurse or a doctor, you need to hear this. I'm going to cater your food. You want free lunch? And both of my parents were nurses. If you've ever met a nurse, you go bring donuts or free food to the nursing floor and you are. Best friend. You're, you're a friend. Okay, so we'll, we'll do this as a last marketing idea. So far, this has been a fantastic conversation of marketing. So you talked about the wedding conventions. You talked about the forums online where people are asking. And then you talked about the coffee thing. So tell me about the nursing thing. And then- we'll Yeah, and in a very similar manner, I had an uncle actually, he's at an educational hospital. I would always target educational hospitals. That means it's a hospital that they're like university hospitals, you know, places that also teach. People turn over too. It's like new people. Yeah, it, there's a lot of turnover, but there's also education centers. So there's like conference rooms, right? There's like classrooms in the hospital. And a lot of times you can go and you can host an event there. Now, the most likely one that's hosting an event there are pharmaceutical reps. The pharmaceutical reps rent them out all the time because they're selling their new drug or their new syringe or their new tool or whatever, right? And they're trying to get the doctors in the hospital to pick it up. I'd be selling a service. So I would go up to the nursing floor. I'd go up to the doctor's lounge. I'd go up to the secretary in the hospital, whoever it is. And I'd say, hey, all of you guys are invited. All of you guys. There's only one requirement. You have to have an interest in real estate or financial freedom. That's it. And of course, everybody says yes, right? And if you come, I'm going to pay for your lunch and a dessert after and coffee will be available, right? Then I put a little conference room where it's going to be. I'd rent it out and I just wait. And it was the same thing. Obviously, I had a presentation prepared and all that. But as people come in, I would have hours where there was presentation and then I have hours where there's just Q&A, where I'd use the same, right. you know, my big little motto was you got to ask me three questions to get anything, right? So when people would come right. up to the coffee stand, hey, I can't physically stop you from getting coffee, but if you don't want me getting in your way, you got to ask me three questions about real estate, right? right. I don't that think I like that. That's such a simple thing, but such a great way. You're just built meaningful. Well, and I'm not handing anybody a card. I'm not shoving anything in their face. I'm not, you know, saying I'm a lender. I'm a lender. I'm a lender. I just say, hey. Ask three questions about real estate and more likely than not, after you finish those three, you'll want to ask a fourth one. Let's see how it goes. Right. 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 You built some trust and rapport. And instead of you coming with a pitch, you're actually coming with answers to their specific 
questions. I'm getting them to overcome that barrier, right? Right. I'm not trying to, you know, kick my way through a locked door. You know, I'm not trying to overcome that activation energy. Like I said earlier, I'm just getting people to ask me questions and I can answer them because I know I have the knowledge to back it up, but they're starting the conversation. Oh, I want free coffee. So like, what's a mortgage? Well, a mortgage is this. Okay. Well, how much is the down payment? Well, this, well, here's my FICO. Can I get a loan? Absolutely. Right. Now you probably want to ask the fourth question because there's a follow-up there. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Okay. Well, where can people find you online, man? Yeah. The onebrokerage.com. That's our just general company address. My email is Christian at the one brokerage and on all social medias, I'm at the one broker. I think it has little underscores in between. So the underscore one underscore broker is where you can find me. Right. Well, hey, man, thanks for chatting with me. Thanks for these awesome marketing ideas. And uh, I'm sure that, you know, hopefully people don't just hear this, but they actually implement them. Absolutely. Yeah, they work. I can promise. I can firsthand guarantee it. But obviously work what works with you. And if uh, one of these tactics work well, stick to it. All right. Thanks again for listening to that conversation with Christian. Hopefully you picked up some ideas from that. And I've been doing this a long time and I've done a lot of interviews and talked to a lot of people and there was some nuance to some of his stuff that I was like, huh, that's very clever. Thanks again for listening to the show. And remember, if you want to grow your business, collaboration is absolutely critical. That's one of my core beliefs. Thanks again for listening. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.